Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on how to money. Intentionally and passionately to hit your money goals. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm your host, Caleb Westall, here today with Spin Market, and I'm joined by Cole Peterson and Cole Jasky. What's so, up, Caleb? What's going on? Uh, we're here with the How to Money with Cole and Cole show, episode three. Yeah, yeah, episode three. We, uh, we, we're, we're on our way. Yeah, we're, we are. We might get to 10 before they fire us, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, you got to commit to doing 12, so oh, okay. you're, you're stuck right. with is that, that. Is that All the right. number? That's the number. <laughs> if you do it, you got to do 12. All right, we'll, um, we'll see. Awesome. Well, uh, last time, uh, you know, I think we made uh, a, a lot of picks, actually, and I, I don't know. I, I'm not as big a basketball fan as I am a golf fan, but I know, uh, I think I won the uh, the closest to being right uh, yeah, for the Masters pick. You picked McElroy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He finished second. We, yep. we did say how hard it is to pick the winner. Yeah, so possible. Yeah. I think yeah. Cole Jasky deserves some credit over there, but Cole Peterson did pick the correct NCAA tournament champion. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kansas. So the scores scores one to one. Yeah, yeah. and uh, well, my Tar Heels did better than I thought they would. I were so close to win the championship. Oh, well, the, I didn't they, even get. I had a crazy weekend that weekend. I didn't even get to watch the game, but I pulled it up after and. Um, it was the Monday night game. Yeah, the, the championship I, game. Yeah, it was oh, insane. So I was pulling. I was pulling for for the Tar Heels just yeah. just because of you. Actually, now I was like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, like, and it looked like a halftime. Yeah, away yeah. with it. Yeah. I know. I couldn't believe. I it. know. Yeah, so that was unfortunate. Peacocks did good. That was a gift from above for yeah. North Carolina to have yeah. to play the Peacocks. I and, couldn't believe that one. Yep. <laughs> They'd be pretty. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but <laughs> that was um, crazy. So yeah, we got. One to one. We'll see how this continues. Yeah. I did watch. I told everyone last time. I was like, I'm probably not going to watch any, but I'll keep up with it. I will admit, I watched about an hour of the Masters on Sunday. All right. Okay. So yeah, we're wearing on you already. Yeah, yeah. I I watched. I knew it was going to be late in the day when it ended, so I watched the last hour of it. So yeah. I saw that crazy shot by McElroy from the the All sand the, trap on the yep, last hole. Yep. yep. So. Yeah, and then his part, then his plane partner made the, made the shot right after. Him, I know so that, was that was crazy. Was crazy, yeah, it was fun to see Tiger back out there, though. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, you know, long time off for him, and that was he's kind of right. you know I don't know what the viewership numbers were, you know, but I bet it was it was pretty off they the were charts. Record. Yeah, yeah, were they okay? They were, yeah. yeah, so they just so released them yeah. like yesterday, and so. that's crazy. Just every time you can just feel like the the draw even just the normal people that aren't even golf fans all of a sudden are are, are talking about Ty oh, Tiger's playing or yeah. whatever it might be so now we just need the the regular weather here in Iowa to cooperate oh, so we goodness. can start playing we've been no kidding normally we've played like 10 rounds 15 rounds by now I think I've been out like twice We're so yeah two. like it's twice snowed, it snowed on Easter yeah. like when does that happen I know I know horrible but uh yeah so I just made some uh golf notes because you know I told I told him I'm just gonna look up the score so Scotty Scheffler, I think, I don't know if he surprised everybody because he was number one in the world or something like that. Yeah, well, but, he just became number one in the world, and he's not like a household name. Yeah, so. I'd never heard of him. And right. golf is so, like, what he's done the first half of the year, though, that's, like, very unheard of. I mean, he's won 
almost every tournament he's played in, you know, like, so yeah, generally, generally that's the hard thing to do is to pick the favorite or, you know, or the, the person that, that on paper is like, Oh, he should win. Cause he's kind of winning every tournament he's going into that very rarely happens. So it's uh-huh. tells you kind of how, how good he's probably uh, yeah. being at this time. I, I looked point. after we made our picks last time and John Rahm was the favorite. Yeah. And I was like, Hmm, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't assume he would be the yeah. favorite. And then, you know, Scheffler obviously ran away with it, but golf's one of those funny sports. It's like when the ball's going in the, it, it, it's weird to say, but when the ball's going in the hole, it, it seems like an easy game. Yep. But then six months later, you can't make a four foot putt. Yep. It's one of those games that it's the most humbling, you, humbling thing you can go through. I think, yeah. you know, right from a you sport, think, from a sport standpoint, right when you think you have it figured out, yep. you're shooting 65, you're yep. shooting 72 every round. And then all of a sudden you can't break 80. Yep. Yeah. It's one of those sports, man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It was, I, I've never ever paid attention to it, but I can tell just by the little bit I've seen that it's very up and down. Like you can have good days, bad days, yep. and it's just—I mean, every sport's that way, but it feels like golf really is that way, and it's magnified because there's so many competitors that are so close. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could win and then drop to, you know, seventy fifth and miss the cut, yep, or whatever it was. So yeah, I saw that. Uh, you had John Rahm. He finished tied for twenty seventh. Oh, did he? Yeah, I, I looked it up finished. right before this. <laughs> That's good. I looked oh, up right, right before right. this because I was like, oh, I knew we he made the see. cut. Solid pick. And then Tiger finished 47th, yeah. at, but he did go uh, one under par on day one. Yep. So yeah. that's that pretty exciting. good. That was pretty good. He was in 10th. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. it yeah. Awesome. And yeah. so I will say you both did good picking. Hey, we picked someone. a guy that made the cut. Yeah, yeah. I was about yep. to say. Half the battle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So right. I saw some. There were some big names that didn't make the cut. Who did you guys pick to win the NCAA? I forget. I picked Duke. Oh, that's right. I picked Duke too. Yeah, we both yeah. picked Duke. But uh, who'd they lose to? Oh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> First time North Carolina and Duke have ever met in the NCAA tournament. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. That's nuts. And, and, I was and they've like, met the most times out of any two teams in history, I believe. Yeah. I saw that stat, and but never in the NCAA. Their last 100 games going into the tournament, they were 50 and 50. That, like, that's they nuts. split. That's unbelievable. That, that number, though, crazy. the thing is, like, I saw a stat line three years ago when Duke and North Carolina played, and they're like, the last 100 games, they're 50 and 50. Mm-hmm. Three years later, they're still 50 and 50. It's yeah. insane. They're yeah. so even. But, so yeah, I was a little disappointed about that, but. The NCAA Con- tournament. Congrats was to Cole fun. on picking the closest to the Masters and Cole on picking the close the or picking Cole. the champion. Yep. So, um, I think maybe we should talk some money now because that's. Uh, I mean, that is what the name of the title so is. Keep talking about sports. Yep. Yeah. We could, could t- we could always talk sports. So I've talked. We about better transition sports podcast for a long time. I'm like I could go on a long time about talking sports, but that's All not right. why people are here. NASCAR so. radio with Caleb. No, it would be more than just NASCAR. <laughs> I'm, just anyway. I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. Well, I think today's topic, um, they emailed me this list this morning, is we're going to talk about 401ks versus IRAs and what is a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA. And I'll just say this. I don't really know much of anything about either one. So maybe y'all can explain to me because, you know, I kind of fit with the listener probably. Is I'm very, I have very little knowledge on this stuff. Maybe dumb it down for me and help me understand what's the purpose point, what's the difference, pros and cons of each one. Yeah. So just in general, a 401k is through your employer and an IRA is on your own. IRA stands for individual retirement account. 401k, why they call it, why do they call it a 401k? I don't know. I don't even know. It was probably with, you know, one of the 
the tax rules. Yeah, yeah the so, acts. Yeah. So you know, one of the acts that were created some reason that four hundred one k was the was the the terminology they used. I don't know why. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Well, because well, IRAs, like, you know, two guys that have taken like yeah, seventeen yeah. securities. Yeah, tests. Don't yeah. Know all why kinds, they call but four hundred one k, but. Uh, why they call it, well, we won't worry about that, but 401k is at your employer employee. It's called an employer sponsored plan. Mm-hmm. So your 401k is technically owned by your employer. They run the plan. Um, and you are just a participant. You yep. are under their plan. You, you participate that way. An IRA, you own the, the IRA yourself because it's your individual retirement account. No one else is, is tied to that. You have beneficiaries and everything like that, but your account is yours. So that, that is the main difference between the two. Um, they're, they're similar, but they're different at the same time. Yeah, so 401k is, is, is a retirement savings vehicle. It's generally going to be under an employer, you know, some type of a group employer. Uh, it's considered a group benefit. So it's going to be something, in a, you know, as an employee you can participate in. Um, your employer provides it. Um, there's generally some type of matching or maybe a profit share, a lot of different options um, within it, but it uh, it is something that's most commonly provided by your employer. Yeah. So you, you take money out of your paycheck and you put it into your 401k. Uh, you have different ways to go about that. But the, the general thing that people want to make sure that they're doing is that they're getting the employer match. Yep. So a lot of employers... Now that we've went through the recession and the COVID and all that, mainly it's back to kind of normal where employers are matching 401ks for the most part. Some some suspended during that time, some some didn't. But um, so an employer is going to match part of your contribution. So if I'm putting in six percent of my pay, my employer may put in three percent. Yep. If you put in zero, they're going to put in zero most of the time. That's mm-hmm. typically how they work. So if you're leaving that 3% on the, if you're not putting anything into your 401k when you're eligible, you're leaving that 3% just out there and and you're not getting the benefit that all your other employees at the, at, at work are getting. So that's what, that's the most common mistake I would say people make. That that's something I'd say for, even for Caleb, our listeners, anyone that one thing, make sure you're getting your employer match. Always start there, right? Maximize. It's a benefit there for you. Make sure you're getting the most out of it. Um, you know, so if it's 3%, 5%, whatever the criteria is, you know, for you to be eligible for that match, I think that's, uh, um, you know, that'd be one, one little nugget you can take from the day and make sure everyone just do a quick, quick check that they're at least doing that piece. Yeah. That's from speaking from my experience at principal, that was the, the one thing that I would talk to people about on the phone and be like, okay, what is your employer match? And we had all the data in front of us. Uh, we would be able to tell them what their employer matched. And I'll be like, I see you're only doing 5%, but your employer will match up to 6%. If you do 6%, they'll do three. If you're doing five, they're only going to match two. You know, do you want that, that other percent that your employer is willing to, to give you uh, as far as an employer benefit goes? And most people are like, oh yeah, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. So that's the most common mistake I would say I, I see people make with 401ks. So let's, uh, let's pivot a little bit here. So I'm going to kick it back to you. Maybe explain the difference uh, or what's an IRA. Let's start there right. versus the differences. Let's start with an IRA. Right. So, so IRA stands for individual retirement account. Um, as, as many people probably don't understand, they call it an IRA or, or what they don't know that it actually stands for individual retirement account. So and there's different types of IRAs. It's just like there's different types of 401ks. We're going to talk in general terms. 
An IRA is basically some another vehicle that you're putting money into that is not under an employer plan. Again, individual retirement account. It's not tied to an employer. So it's something that you individually have started with you know, a financial advisor, or maybe you went online and found a, a company that does IRAs. But for the most part, you're starting it individually yourself. You're not uh, filing this through an employer. And there's different contribution limits to that that, that you have to stick to, and I'm, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But it's something that you are investing in as a just as an individual person. So a uh, 401k would be one that you would be a retirement plan through your employer. Yep. And an IRA would be on your own. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um. 401k has a sponsor. Generally, the plan you know is sponsored by the by the employer. They they chose to to offer that as a benefit to their employees. Gotcha. So, how are they similar and different? So, uh, similarities. You know, they're both retirement savings vehicles. First and foremost, um, they both have. You know, there's a, we don't get too crazy in the variations. A lot of different sides, but they both have a, a pre-tax where you can get a tax deduction for putting money into. And, they, and most of them have what's called an after-tax contribution where you're not getting a deduction, but that's called a Roth, whether a Roth IRA, Roth 401k. Those are, I would say, the two major similarities and then also some of the uh, how the money comes out uh, as well. There's there's quite a bit of similarities on that end. But without getting too crazy into the weeds, that's kind of some uh, broad scopes. But the retirement vehicles, you know, at, at the heart, that's what they were designed for was, was retirement-based savings. Yeah, and both the 401k and the IRA are going to take your money and all the earnings that you make on those, and they're going to defer all that until you take the money out. So unlike an individual brokerage account where you pay capital gains and dividends tax on your stocks, bonds, whatever you have in there, in a retirement account, none of that is paid until you take it out. And if it's in a Roth, then you never have to pay that tax on that. So a, a lot of the, when you when you're talking about retirement accounts, the the major advantage of those is tax deferment. Is mm-hmm. that you don't have to pay that tax, or that tax is forgiven in a Roth. It's forgiven because you put it in after tax. So that's the main thing with a retirement account, both 401k and IRA. So let's shift a little bit to some of the the differences. You know, um, there's there's a ton of similarities, but I think one of the, the major differences is the contribution amounts. And that's, you know, between an individual retirement account um, versus the 401k account, uh, quite significant difference. And then also the, the IRA account does not, you know, you're not getting any employer match or employer side, uh, side contribution. So that's a big, uh, big piece there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the contribution limit for a 401k is much higher. Um, for an IRA, you can only do 6000 if you're under the age of 50 or 7000 if you're over the age of 50 for the entire year. That's the, that's the, that's the limit. Uh, for a 401k, you can do up to $19,500 a year if you're under 50, up to 26000 Do I have that right? 26000 I think, total. It changes the numbers every year, so that's yeah, why it does. It does. That's, go, why that's why I'm saying that with a question yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be. It might be twenty thousand now for the twenty. Because we're it, still, we're always in rear planning. Because you, you know, that today right. I know we're um, this podcast will be you know put out a, a couple weeks from now. But but today is actually the tax filing deadline. Tax so the day we're yeah. day we're showing. So that's kind of a topic going on, and we're you know you can still. It's kind of a unique thing with retirement accounts with IRAs specifically. You can still do up until today as long as we got the check. Uh, 
you can do contributions for the prior year. And, and generally there is some cost of living type adjustments with the amount, um, uh, the limitations that you can put in those accounts. And those are based, you know, changed periodically. Some years they stay exact same, but that's where, you know, we've kind of got two different tax years we're, we're thinking about as advisors at the moment right now. Mm -hmm. So um, what would you say are like the, the benefit? Well, let me rephrase that. Is, is there a benefit of one over the other, other than like you said, the contribution limit, I mean, for 401k be much higher. So in that sense, it kind of would make sense for it to be that from my standpoint anyway. Right. Is there a benefit to one over the other? So I, I would say the, the major benefit of a 401k is the, the contribution limit. Plus, you're able to put more uh, Roth money into something like that after tax. Um, and we can, we, can, we can get into more of that uh, down the road. But I would say the advantage of an IRA is that is in your own account. You can do with it what you want. You can invest it how you want or the employer plan, a 401k, you have to follow all the employer rules. Uh, you're only offered the investments that the, the employer offers to all the different people in that plan, where an IRA has open architecture. Yep. We can we can do anything you want inside of an IRA. Um, we can buy you, uh, you know, Apple stock, or you can buy a, you know, municipal bond. I mean, you can mm -hmm. do whatever you want to. Where in a 401k, generally, you don't have that option. Um, some of them do, some of them don't, but generally that's, that's what it is. Most of the foreign case, you know, the employer is designed, they design that plan or they have an advisor help them design that plan. And there's, you know, anywhere from 12 to 20 investment options versus the IRA, you know, it's almost unlimited amount mm -hmm. of options. You could, I mean, as many stocks as there are out there, you generally can, can hold about anything in a, in a retirement account versus the the 401k, it's a, it's a little bit more structured based on, because it's going to be offered to a lot of individuals within, within that plan. So it's not an open architecture type format. So how you, how you choose it would be based on your, just your personal, your needs and also just kind of your spot in life, whatever's going on for you would be. I think what's, what's available to you, yeah. you, you know, too, you got to think of, um, you know, if your employer, obviously is offering that and you get a 6% match by gal, you better be saving, you know, making sure you're getting that 6% match and as well. There's, there's contribution limitations and stuff to IRA IRAs as well. If you have an employer plan, you make X amount of dollars. Again, we don't want to get into the weeds of that, but it limits people from doing IRAs sometimes if they do have an employer sponsored 401k plan, they can be in. So, so that's sometimes you're kind of forced one vehicle or the other based on mm -hmm. your work, your work situation. But that's, uh, um, and, you know, as far as the, the investment selection goes, I mean, that's that's purely customized for the individual. You know, unfortunately, that's one of the downfalls with the foreign K. It's limited based on, you know, uh, the options that the plan, you know, is design, was designed for. But, uh, you know, there's generally, um, you know, a wide variety of, of options still that for a younger individual or an older individual, generally the plans are kind of, they keep that in mind of like, hey, we've got to be able to tailor to quite a few, but still keep it somewhat simple. So. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's move on to to we've talked a little bit about Roth versus for traditional, um, and there's there's advantages to to both, but just in general, Cole, tell us a little bit about you know Roth versus when we see traditional, that's pre tax. Yep. That means that you're getting the tax break up front. Roth is after tax. Yep. So tell us the the major difference between those two and and why one does the does one or the over the other? Generally, it's, uh, you know, one way I kind of like to think of it, do you want the, you know, 
are you worried about the tax tax break now, you know, or do you want the tax benefit on the back end? That's kind of the two. So you start with that question. Okay, I want it now. Then you want the deduction. So you will do a pre-tax contribution to your IRA versus, hey, no, I, I don't need that deduction. I'm comfortable where I am on the tax side. So I want to save and get the tax break on the back end where then it comes out tax-free. The Roth vehicle is basically just as Cole, Cole described. It's you get paid $1,000, um, you pay your taxes, you know, 200 goes to the, the government, and then you got $800 left, and then you take $200 and put it into that Roth IRA. And, you know, it grows tax deferred. And then if you use it after 59 and a half, all that money comes out tax-free. So if you save over a 30-year window, you know, and you got, you know, hopefully we do a really good job of the investment gains and make a million dollars in there, whatever it might be. Uh, theoretically, it all can be tax-free if the vehicle is used right. So it's it's kind of purely based, I would say, um, not all based on on the, you know, the right now, but it's kind of the long-term goals and does it make sense to do one way or the other. And I think that's where, you know, uh, our job comes into play quite a bit is, is talking through along with maybe their other professionals, their tax person or their attorney or whoever's helping them prepare their tax return on saying, okay, which one makes the most sense for you? And then we talk through the options and that's how a lot of times we help people um, dictate which direction because it, it can sometimes, but well, what do you, you know, what do you think we should do? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it'd be nice if everyone had a, a big tax-free bucket. I mean, no one wants to play, you know, everyone wants to make as much money as they can and not pay taxes. Right. Um, uh, right. Well, maybe there's some people that don't want that, but <laughs> I, I'm, I, I make as much as you yeah. can and not pay taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah no, so <laughs> there's probably someone listening. Like, yeah. No, I don't. It's not me. <laughs> let, let's do a quick example just to, to, yeah. to kind of do this in the real world. So, okay. Caleb over here, let's say Caleb has $5,000 that he wants to put into an IRA for this year. Okay. Okay. You got your five thousand dollar check. All I would right. love a five thousand dollar check. <laughs> well, you're gonna give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> for oh, me to invest <laughs> it. But you got five thousand dollars and you're like, you know what? I, I I'm gonna do the responsible thing. I'm gonna put this in an IRA. Uh, I'm gonna call Cole. I'm gonna call Cole. Okay. Cole, I gotta open an IRA. You know, I got five thousand dollars. I wanna do contribution. It's April eighteenth. You can finally you can do the contribution for twenty twenty one. Uh what, what what am I what am I gonna put it into? So what, I, what I'm going to ask you is I'm going to go, okay, well, you know, Caleb, um, although I'm going to ask you your social security number and all those things, and, but I'm also going to say, well, how much, how much money do you make? Uh, I'm going to ask you that you don't have to answer that on right okay. now. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll make up a number. I make, uh, I make uh, $39,000 okay. a year. Okay. Make up a number. So, so we're going to ask you those questions. So it's called suitability. We have to get to know you before we invest your money. Um, so we're going to, we're going to also, we're going to say, okay, now do you have any reason that you would need a tax break for this year or last year when you thought we're talking about 2021 contributions? Do you need a, do you need some sort of tax break for last year? I do not. You do not. Okay. So you don't need any sort of tax break. So you've already paid taxes on this money. It's, Mm -hmm. it's money that's out of your checking account, right? Now, would you like to invest that money in a Roth IRA? Watch it grow until you need it at retirement, either at 59 and a half uh, or past that is when you can take it out tax-free. Say that 5000 grows to 50000 You can take all that out tax-free if you don't want to take a tax break up front. That's how a Roth works. Now, if you made $390,000 a year mm-hmm. and you're going to do a $5,000 contribution and maybe you wanted the tax break now, and we so we put the $5,000 in, you get that to write it off on your taxes, and then it also grows to $50,000, well, then you got to pay taxes on that $50,000. So th- there's good and bad to both. 
Some mm-hmm. people want the tax break now and they don't, you know, they'll worry about the taxes later. Some people like, oh, well, I don't really need a tax like you are. Like, I don't need a tax break now. I'd rather take it out tax free in retirement. So yeah, that's that makes the difference. Sense. I think it comes down to the the individual situation too, and I think that's where yeah, there's a lot of rules and and standards of of our business, but ultimately it comes down to the 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 goals and objectives of the client. You know what's most important to them. That's that's kind of the the thing, and I, I think that's one of the number one things about our job is is helping people define their their goals. You know, so to say, okay, well, this is based on what you're saying. This probably makes the most sense. You know, and we can give you a numbers analysis all, all the time, right? And say, okay, here's statistically the right answer. But ultimately, sometimes that, that's not what's most important. Yeah, makes sense. All right. So uh, right now, we're going to take a break and hear a word from our production team at Spin Market. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how you guys kind of fit into this picture of a 401k versus an IRA and all of the stuff involved with that. So with that being said, here's a word from Spin Market. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026. Or visit our website, www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. Okay, guys, welcome back. So... Before the break, we were talking about uh, 401ks and IRAs and just um, how each one works together and the, the different components of each one. So, um, you know, for me, as someone who's not very educated on it, I would never be able to do any of this kind of stuff by myself. So I would have to you go to someone it, like us. you. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I would have to go to someone like you. So how do you guys fit into this picture? Yeah, you know... Um, I think there can be a wide variety of ways that, that we can advise clients and, and things that come up, but I'll, I'll give a couple. Um, there, there's obviously many out there, but I'm just going to a couple of ones that are very common for us. So I think first and foremost is, you know, we get this question, am I saving enough? Right. That's, that's the first that's, and foremost thing that we can really, you know, kind of nudge people to make sure based on, you know, what they want and when they're, when they're planning to retire, when they want to retire, and, and that's the first thing I, you know, I always tell clients is, uh, you want to have the greatest impact on your retirement plan. Uh, one of the number one things is your contribution rate. Right. You and know, saving early. Yeah. And sa- saving, saving early, early and then how much you are actually saving. I mean, that's the number one thing is you have the greatest performing investments, but if you're only willing to save X amount of dollars and you want to spend something that's far greater than that, you know, it's not going to work even with the best investments in the world. So number one thing is, is reviewing your, your contributions, you know, and then we, we got into the Roth pre-tax, you know, we can help, help there. Okay. Hey, maybe it makes more sense based on your plan to do Roth, or maybe it's a portion of the two. That's the first one. Uh, second one I would say is, is especially with a foreign case, kind of tying it, tying all the assets together. Cause we have a lot of clients that they kind of have that, that, uh, I kind of use the the clutter drawer, right? There's a lot of things. They may have an old employer account, old, you know, IRA, they had investment account from their uncle or whatever it might be. 
And, and that's what we'll do is try to look at the whole picture and tie it all together so we can kind of paint that, that plan and say, okay, here's this account, this account, this account. How do they work together? And that's what sometimes the 401k um, clients maybe say that that's, that's ran by my employer. That's not when, when our reality, you know, they're, they're still in control of some of that and got to make some of those decisions. So we'll, we'll, we'll give recommendations, you know, on the funds that are available. You're still limited to the plan, you know, what's available in there. But um, those are two, I would say the most common things, but, you know, pivoting a little bit there, Cole, you know, tell us about some of the misconceptions, maybe of IRAs, 401ks, some of the things that you've ran across or, or, you know, you think. Yeah. So, so like you said, your 401k is, is ran by your employer as a whole. So they own the 401k. They do not manage your money. Yep. That is, that is probably the number one thing I, people are like, Oh yeah, my 401k, my employer takes care of that. They don't, nope. <laughs> they do not take care of it. You are in charge of your own 401k. It's under their umbrella. You're in charge of putting the investments correctly, the contributions. And if you don't, like doing that stuff, that's where we come into play. I mean, that's where we can help you with that stuff. So although your 401k is owned by the employer, they don't manage it for you. You pick the investments, you do your contributions and everything like that. So that, that's probably the number one thing that we hear. And then the, the not a misconception, but probably the number one mistake that I see people make with that also, uh, other than the contribution thing that we turned about, talked about earlier, is the investments. Some people that are, I've had a 30 year old come in and he's in a 1% fixed investment inside of their 401k. And I'm like, are you retiring next year that I don't know about? Because you need to take some risk. Most typically the, the most general thing that I tell people is the younger you are, the more risk you can take on. Yep. The older you are, the less risk you can take on because you're getting closer to retirement. You're going to maybe use some of the money. You don't want to see a big, big downfall. But the younger you are and the longer that you have to be in the market, I mean, you think of that 30-year-old, even if he was going to retire at 60, he has 30 years. So you think 30 years back from right now, it was 1992, I had my, you know, flat top. That was the year I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Cole. Sorry there. I was in eighth grade. I was wearing my high black socks. I was trying to be like the Fab Five, you know, my baggy shorts on. Um, so 30 years ago, the stock market was at 4,000, the Dow Something was at 4,000. Yeah. Now it's at 35,000. So that's the, what I'm talking about is the growth, you know, mm-hmm. th- that even though the stock market might be high right now or whatever your mis- your conception of the stock market is right now, 30 years from now, it's going to be higher. I can, I mean, if I don't say guarantee on this podcast at all, I'm not going to say <laughs> that most likely the stock market 30 years from now is going to be higher than it is right now. I think you, you're making a great point for uh, why this should be a price. Sometimes, you know, finance and personal finance retirement plans is, is, is something that people maybe just put on the back burner or like, oh, I'm saving, that's good enough. But you made a great point of, of as 30 years from now, a lot can change in 30 years. And that's where your plan will change. So that's where I think something, you know, working with an advisor specifically, or, or even not, even you're just making sure you're checking your finances once a year, your whole picture once a year, your allocation should probably change, you know, as you get closer to that, that retirement. And that's where it's important to continue to look at that and have those checkpoints of like, am I on the right track or am I not? And that's where I think, you know, doing some of these things on a, even if it's on an annual basis and forcing yourself and sometimes they can be dry, understand forcing yourself to do it, to make sure that even if it's a 1% difference each year, that's a, 
a lot over 30 years. Yeah. And that's what I think we're yeah. getting at is, uh, you they're, know, that, that point across. They're saving money and then they're saving money correctly yep. in the correct vehicles. And that that's, that's probably one of the bigger mistakes we just see in general to people you know, end up with $500,000 in a money market account at the bank morning 0.1%. It's yep. like, do we want to leave that there? Or do we want to get that into something that has the possibility to grow a lot better? So yeah, that makes sense. So someone like me, you know, I'm 20 years old, about to get married, getting ready to, you Congratulations, know, my, by yeah. the oh, way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my life is changing a lot. And, you know, I look and I'm about to finish college. So I start thinking about the future. What is the big things for me in my position that you would say for anybody in my position, you know, to remember about the 401k and the IRA and preparing for the future with this kind of stuff. All right. So do you have car insurance? I do. Do you have renters or home insurance? Uh, Wait. No, no. Okay. Uh, Bad parents do. Bad example. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, do you have, uh, so what I, what I think of is, the amount that you put into your retirement account and the reason I went down that route is think of it as retirement insurance. Do you want to retire, Caleb? Yes. Okay. So to do that, do you think maybe you should put some money towards that to be able to retire when you want to, or do you want to just retire whenever it happens? Right. Yeah. So, so that, that's probably what I would tell someone your age is, is, Put it in there as just like your bill, just like your home insurance, your treat car it like a insurance. Bill. Yeah, That's what I always say. Treat it like a bill. So. Yep. And even if you put it on your budget as retirement insurance, I've had yeah. people do that. Like, so they, so they just don't think of it as like, that's, you know, money going into a, um, an account that I can get to or anything like that. It's retirement insurance. If you want to retire, you've got to, you got to start saving at some point, even if it's a small amount. So, I mean, me and Cole are big proponents of, even if you're just doing 50 bucks a yep. month or a hundred dollars a month, you know, do something. Because it mm -hmm. will build quickly. And then try to, uh, I'll just kind of piggyback on that a little bit. On an annual basis or however often you're, you're checking on stuff, try to increase it even just 1% or a half a percent to where, you know, as you get a raise, proportionally try to try to make sure your savings is also, you know, moving moving in that direction. Because I think that's a, uh, you know, an easy thing. If, we, if we've got an extra $3,000 a year, well, you know, if you're not disciplined, you'll find a way to spend it. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so if you, if you're like, Hey, I got a raise, I'm going to proportionally save that same amount. Yeah. You still can spend a little extra, but then you're naturally just getting yourself conditioned to that savings. And that's, that's the number one thing I think is, um, the people that, you know, we see that are in better spots and have more decisions on the back end, you know, uh, it, are the ones that saved early and they also increase their savings along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that, I mean, if you think about it logically, it makes sense. You yep. know, the earlier you save, the earlier you could potentially retire. The more you save, the earlier you could potentially retire. It doesn't know? have to be that complex sometimes. It just yeah. takes disciplined. I think that's yeah. a lot of the thing. It takes the discipline to do it. You don't have to make a lot of money to retire no. early. You just have to make those sacrifices. Yep. If you want to, some people don't yep. want to, which is fine. But if, if someone comes in to me and says, hey, I, I'd like to retire. I'm 20 years old. I'd like to retire at 55. You know, let me, and I've set up plans for people yep. like that. And, and they're like, I want to retire at 55. Okay, well, we've got to start doing this, this, and this. And if you're willing to follow that, I can show you on the, my television screen that you will be able to retire at 55. Some of them will do it. Some, you know, it's, mm -hmm. you got to find out what's important to the other person. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much going to wrap up unless you guys have any closing thoughts about um, retirement and no, nothing on my end. Go Broncos.
Go Broncos. I'm okay. a Steelers guy, so go Steelers. Okay. Well, with that being said, I think we're going to pretty much wrap this episode up. Thank you all for um, joining us today on How to Money with Cole and Cole. Next time, in two weeks, we'll be back to talk about life insurance. Um, another big one that I think probably a lot of people don't really think about as much as they should, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we'll be back. So where can get people find you on social media? So you can find me on Facebook at, at Cole CFG, K-O-L-E, the right way to spell it. And then I'm also on Twitter and LinkedIn. Yep, I'm on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Cole, C-O-L-E, C-F-G. Is that the right way to spell it? That, that is the correct way, the Cole with the, Cole see, with the C. Mine's the right way, his is the correct way. Okay. That's yeah, the see, plan. I'm, That's the continuous joke right there. We're, we're going to get you know harassed <laughs> gonna, for that. I'm going to keep egging this that, on. So I had a client email on. me and say something about that. I yeah, was like, so, maybe we're hammering that yeah, too much. Yeah. But it's <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you yeah. know what? If there's no jokes in it, then you lose the audience. Yeah. So yeah. you got to have yeah. a good, We're both dads, so we'll call it the dad jokes. Yeah, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. So then you can follow um, Centra Financial Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, at the Central Financial Group. You can visit their website, www.centralfinancialgroup.com. You can visit the Fort Dodge uh, website from there. Uh, I believe it's cfgfortdodge.com. Yep. Um, and that would be where Cole and Cole would be. Um, of course, find our podcast on all podcasting platforms. And we will see you next time on How to Money with Cole and Cole. All right, see ya. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of Essential Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. Learn more about the Central Financial Group on their website, www.centralfinancialgroup.com. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary, therefore... The information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.